You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast. I'm Jared Cunningham, host of the podcast and worship coordinator for Citrus Church. First things first, sorry for the delay. There was supposed to be a refreshed episode two weeks ago, part two of my Ecclesiastes study, but I had some difficulty with it, not with recording it or putting it online. The trouble was making sense of the subject of part two. Ecclesiastes is not only a tricky word to spell, it is also a tricky book to explain. That said, part two will be coming out soon. How soon? I have no idea. In the meantime, I have something that I believe is fun and interesting and maybe a little bit surprising to you. From the title of this episode, you've probably already guessed that it has something to do with the song Be Thou My Vision. Before I get too far ahead of myself, let's talk about discipleship because it's not only important to our faith, it connects to today's episode. Over the last two weeks, Brian's been doing a series on discipleship, and the goal of this series was to take a look at the basics of what it means to be a follower of God. In part one, Brian explained what it truly means to be a disciple of Jesus and how our faith isn't a checklist. It's not a list of things we need to do and mark off. Our faith is an ongoing journey that doesn't get any easier. In part two, Brian explained how along this faith journey, things aren't cheap, easy, or quick. There are no easy ways to the gates of heaven, but the key to heaven is built on our investment in our relationships. Now you may ask, how does this connect to Be Thou My Vision? Well, that's also a bit of a journey in and of itself. More than likely, you're familiar with the hymn Be Thou My Vision or the modern version we do at Citrus, You Are My Vision by Wren Collective. The song is a standard in hymnals and Christian worship books all over the world. If you search for the song right now on Spotify or Apple Music, you'll immediately be greeted with hundreds of different takes on the classic hymn. Taking another step further, if you add in the variations sung in churches or even households around the world, there are probably thousands or even millions of different versions of this beloved hymn. Since we were planning to sing the song in service this past weekend, I had a thought. As a self-proclaimed music nerd, I was curious as to where this hymn came from, who wrote it, and what inspired its writing. Hymnals and worship music sites credit the lyrics of the song to Mary Elizabeth Bryan and Eleanor Henrietta Hull, and the music is to the tune of an Irish folk tune called Slain. However, a little music nerd research clarifies that Mary Elizabeth Bryan translated the poem Be Thou My Vision into English, and Eleanor Henrietta Hull split the poem into verses around 1905, begging the question, where did the poem come from? And to answer that, we have to take a bit of a journey and go back to the late 300s to the birth of an individual still recognized today by wearing the color green on March 17th. Yes, we're talking about the man himself, St. Patrick. Quick side note, once I talk about the life of St. Patrick, you may wonder how we got to St. Patrick's Day as we know it, the color green, and the other activities as well. That is a whole nother discussion for a whole nother day. Now, back to St. Patrick. All this information comes from the Encyclopedia Britannica, Biography.com, and an online Catholic resource site. Patrick was born in Britain sometime between 386 and 387 AD. 
When he was a teenager, most agree at the age of 16, he was kidnapped by raiders and enslaved in Ireland. Now during this time, he came to faith and escaped slavery. He later studied in France and became a priest, and in his autobiography, he says he dreamt that he received a letter from the Irish people themselves, asking him to return and walk amongst them. And it is said that though he was hesitant at first, upon arriving in Ireland in 433, now as a missionary, he was confident in his God and in himself. Historians believe based on his writings, St. Patrick was likely a very humble-minded person. And over the next 27 years, he baptized, taught, and lived in constant danger of being martyred until his death on March 17, 461. Now, there are many legends about St. Patrick. One claims that he drove the snakes of Ireland into the sea. Sounds like he and I would get along. Another says he used the shamrock, the three-leaf clover, as a symbol or a teaching tool for explaining the Trinity, God three in one, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Another legend says that at one point, King Logair of Terra declared that no one was to light any fires until the day of this non-Christian festival that was approaching. In defiance, St. Patrick lit one, and rather than having him put to death, King Logair found it amusing, and later came to faith through St. Patrick. And it is this life and this particular legend that apparently inspired Dallin for Gale to write Be Thou My Vision. I couldn't find much on Dalen Forgel, as I found for St. Patrick, but here's the gist. Dalen was a poet born in 530 in Ireland, and he is most known for writing the poem, which the title is translated as The Elegy of St. Columbia, paying homage to St. Columbia, who died in 597. Now, it is said that Dalen went blind at some point in his life and later regained his sight after finishing one of his works, and claims and or jokes were made about the blindness being a result of Dalen studying too much. It is unclear if he had finished the poem we know as Be Thou My Vision or The Elegy of St. Columbia at that time, and outside of the legend of St. Patrick and King Logair and possibly his own blindness, there's not much else known about what inspired Dalen to write the poem Be Thou My Vision. Based on the lyrics, the hymn takes us down an interesting path. Episodes and episodes ago, I talked about how the worship songs we sing also act as prayers, and I believe Be Thou My Vision is a perfect example. As I understand the song, it's a prayer asking God to be with us on our faith journey. It asks God to be our vision, our wisdom, and our shield while also praising him as our best thought, our shelter, and our high tower, and the high king of heaven. My favorite part of the song is in the last few lines of the fifth verse because after five verses, it once again asks God, Still be my vision, O ruler of all. Now there were dozens of verses that were suggested as inspiration for the hymn, but the standout to me comes from Colossians 3. Verse 1 through 2 says, So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. While verse 17 says, And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. I feel St. Patrick embodied this. Not only was he kidnapped and held as a slave in Ireland, he returned to the place where he was held captive in an effort to share the gospel. Constantly under the threat of persecution, he continued his work, building relationships with the people of Ireland for almost 30 years. He knew it wouldn't be easy, but he made the journey anyway. 
though our worlds are vastly different than Ireland in the 5th century, we still have our own journeys and relationships to build. The road to being a follower of God is not easy, but we can still take the time to make the same prayer Dalen Forgale made. Lord, be thou my vision. So, to wrap up, I hope you found this episode to be useful or interesting in some way. Again, sorry for the delay. Two weeks ago, we were supposed to be moving on to Ecclesiastes Part 2, and it's still not quite finished. The topics that we... The topics that are in part two are ones we all deal with as human beings, but when it comes to Ecclesiastes, they're a bit more difficult to explain. This episode came about because I wanted to share the history of this hymn this past Sunday when we were singing it, but it turns out, as you've now heard, this hymn has more history than I thought. Too much to share on a Sunday. So, here we are. In the meantime, if you haven't already, join the Citrus Church Grove Facebook group It's a great way to connect with others. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.